0: um comes up a lot uh with the content that I share and now that I have the furniture flipping academy um people who want to flip um asking about business advice and and just some different things so I thought that I would share a couple of furniture flipping business tips today in this podcast um I think it could be helpful to anybody that um that is thinking about flipping uh anybody that uh wants to start flipping, grow what they've already started or even scale um, <clears throat> the business that they have. Uh, some of these things are things that um, I've learned over the years. I've had to change over the years. Um, these Some of these things are things that I wish I knew from the get go. <laughs> Uh, I would have saved a lot of time, money, and effort. Um, that's definitely why I started the uh, Furniture Flipping Academy because I just, I wanna save people time, money, and effort um, in their in their endeavor, in their furniture flipping um, journey. So um, number one, I don't know how many I have here. I think I have like five. Oh no, no, a few more. Um, maybe eight uh some business tips, so number one is um, finding your niche, and when people talk about that in the beginning, I did not understand what that was, and basically it 's your topic it 's the thing that you 're going to do um, it 's the um, the more um specific and kind of narrowed down that you can get, the better uh so that people can find exactly you for exactly what you do um, so you know, is it as a furniture flipper, maybe it's you want to specialize in a particular style of furniture. Uh, Maybe it's mid-century modern, maybe it's farmhouse chic, whatever it is. Um, Maybe it's you want to focus on a particular type of furniture, dressers or chairs. Um, Finding a niche and just narrowing it down will develop um, like a, a consistent brand for you, and it will build a loyal customer base, right? So, the more you narrow it down and you know you start building the business and your brown and your brand through this niche, people will know, oh my gosh, green dress green dressers. I know I'm going to Lindsay for those. Um, mid-century modern. I have a mid-century modern piece that needs, you know, that needs some repairs and some, you know, I need you know, I need help with the makeover. I'm going to Lindsay for that. Like the just the more specific you can narrow it down. And as a furniture flipper like me, I don't have a specific. I shouldn't say that. I do have a specific, um, what do I want to say? Kind of style. So for me, when I am flipping furniture for our home or to sell, the simpler the makeover, the better. So I am not going to be one that's going to have a like hand painted designs or really bright, you know, colors or like um like, transfers and things on my pieces. I don't love those for our home, so I, I don't get excited about doing those even to sell. Does that make sense? Like, I get excited for a simple makeover that's kind of classic and timeless and, um, you know, and, and that can go, that it falls in kind of, you know, all different areas. I can do a mid-century modern piece. I can do a farmhouse vibe. I can do that, but I'm just... There are specific things when you're finding your niche, it's not only about what you are, but it is about what you aren't as well. And so for me, you're not just you're not going to find, you know, a lot of like gold detailing and like, you know what I mean? Like, but those pieces that people like they do the transfers and they do the hand painted designs. They're beautiful and stunning, um, but that's just not that's just not in the niche that I'm in. So it is as much about what you are as what you are not as well. So keep that in mind um, and, and as you're starting out, you're not you may not know what it is like you're in the furniture flipping niche in the beginning, but as you are working on projects, as you're growing your social media, your website, your YouTube channel, whatever it is, as you're selling pieces, um, you're definitely going to um kind of hone in on that niche as you keep doing more and more projects. Okay. The next thing is develop your eye. Um, and this kind of goes along with that, you know, you know, the design and the all of that. Um, when you are flipping furniture, you will grow like a keen eye for design and a good sense of what will sell. Um, you definitely, you know, <sighs> as you're finding pieces as you're flipping pieces you know it's it's with anything right practice makes progress and the better you get you know the more you do the better you get and that and that goes for not just the makeover right that goes for finding pieces that goes for walking away from pieces that goes for you know when you're shopping online you know instantly instantly like what to pick up and then you know with that then you know instantly what the makeover is and you're going to know exactly the cost and like your eye developing your eye for the whole thing it will just get better and better with time and as you do more and more of it but um it's a big part of the business that you really have to kind of hone in on and um because it's just going to tell you which pieces are worth investing in because you're going to know instantly like, yes, that's the piece that's going to, you know, it will be profitable to, for me. Um, and then on the flip side of that, you know, OK, I'm walking away from that piece. It's just it's just not worth it. So definitely developing your eye is, is a big part of your of um, of your business. Okay. Another one is investing in quality tools and materials. So this one I've shared before on other podcasts and um, do not buy the cheapest tools and the cheapest paint brushes and the cheapest, like everything, the cheapest paint, the cheapest, all of that. Because I promise you, I guarantee you (laughs) that this, that in the end, you're going to spend more than what the more, more expensive tool or paintbrush is going to be. Because the, the, the cheapest ones, the you know, the bottom of the barrel ones, they're not going to last and you're going to have to, you know, buy new ones anyway. So I'm not saying you have to buy the best, but just don't buy the 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 cheapest or like the lowest quality because it's just not worth it. Um, One thing I do tell people is invest in things like, like one of my favorite paint lines right now is an all-in-one paint line. I just, it's got the primer, the paint and the top coat all in one. It's, it's unbelievable it's gonna cut down your time by more than half um, and as a beginner you only have one can to worry about right you don't have to worry about three separate products to like to um, apply to your piece so definitely investing in those kind of better quality products it's going to save you so much time money um, and effort so and it's just gonna give you a better um what do i want to say product in the end for your customers and that's what you need to grow a business a a successful business okay another thing and i know some people like are like oh i didn't want to have to (laughs) do this part and it's definitely not something that you have to do right away but um pretty much right away It's build a strong online presence. And when I say strong, I don't mean that you have to build a million followers on an Instagram page by next month. That is not it at all. By strong, I mean you have a presence on wherever you're posting. I don't care if it's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest, your website, YouTube, wherever it is. Um, Your strong presence... People are starting to recognize you. People are starting to comment, like, share, um, engage with your content. Um, You're starting to consistently build content on that um, online presence, wherever you are. You are just continually working it. And so that's what I mean by strong. And there are definitely right and wrong ways to build a strong online presence. Um, I'm not gonna get into that here now. I share all of that inside the uh, Furniture Flipping Academy where I really dive deep into that. But um, if I get this question a lot and people will say, do I have to have an Instagram account? Do I have to be on social media? Um, I don't have any social media accounts personally, meaning I don't post you know, Lindsay Idol when the family goes on vacation. I don't. I don't post on my Instagram page as Lindsay when, you know, we have a birthday party or a graduation like to share with family and friends. I have no personal um, social media presence. I had to get a Facebook account, a personal one, so I could get my business one. But that's it. I never post on it. Um, and so I would tell you, yes, if you want to build an on a business, you need to have some kind of online presence. Think about it. Any company, brand, product, whatever it is that you love, any, from major companies and brands to smaller ones, everybody is online. If you have a business, I strongly encourage you to have an online presence. You don't have to post in all the places right off the bat. Choose one, get really good at that, and then move on to another one. Okay, I really could spend like an hour just on that alone, but I'm not going to do that to you today. (laughs) (laughs) another thing that um, business tip that i would give anybody that's you know thinking about or wanting to grow their income um, through furniture flipping is to offer customization services so basically what that means is either you are going to go hunt for somebody calls you and says i need a dresser for my daughter's room so then you go out and you look for the dresser and then you make it over and they buy it or they may call and say i have a dresser in my daughter's room and i need you to make it over so that's basically, um, you're offering custom pieces to people like that. Um, now again, <laughs> there is a right way and a wrong way to do this. Um, but uh, it's definitely something that you can command a higher price for a custom piece. Um, and it's really a good way to get repeat customers. Um, and it's just kind of a, a another, um, what do I wanna say? Um, like offer that you can give your customer base that can bring in more income. Um, It's just kind of like another um, service that you can add to your business that can bring in more income for you. So definitely something to think about. And here's one thing that I do like to tell people. When you start flipping furniture, no matter if you're just starting to flip for your home or if you're just going to try and sell a couple of pieces, I promise you (laughs) it's guaranteed that at some point you are going to come across a custom order a custom ask it, it'll be with friends and family first they'll see you painting a dresser they'll see you painting your dining room table whatever it is and they're going to be like are you kidding me are you doing this now I have I have this dresser will you please do it for me um, I'll pay you to do it you know I want it green I want it whatever you know so guaranteed that's going to happen and that right there that's a custom order so inside the academy I I I I wanted to put a really big emphasis on this because it is one of those things that is guaranteed to happen no matter where you are on your journey. And especially if you're just somebody that's like, I'm just going to flip for my home. I want to learn all the things I'm going to flip for my home, which is great. But once your family and friends learn that you're doing that, they're going to ask you to do pieces. So it's definitely something to, if you don't do it the right way, you'll lose money on it. Um, So there's definitely, like I said, a right way to do it. But um, it's something to really, really think about. Um. And I, some people love to do custom work and some people don't like it at all. But it's definitely something to think about. Um, here's another great tip. This is one of my favorites. Develop relationships with suppliers. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, and when I talk about suppliers, this is for finding your furniture pieces and this is for like your, um, even for like your paint and things. Um, there is a way to develop relationships on both sides where you are getting the best deals or like the best pieces or like, you know what I mean? Like you get the first look at the best pieces and um, they reach out to you first when something great comes in or something. Um, But on the flip side of that, uh, you will, you know, um, paint companies and brands uh, will work with you to use their products and share their products. And so you can get all of that for free and get paid to do it as well. So um, it's definitely something as a furniture flipper. I don't think a lot of people talk about that side, that flip side of the business, um, but it's, it's my favorite. It's one of my favorite parts of the business that I love to teach and help people with. So definitely something you need to add to your list. Again, may not be right away, but um, definitely something that needs to be part of your plan. Okay, Another thing to think about is shipping. And I know some people get scared about that, but I'm t- I'm here to tell you it's easier than you think it is. Um, and it's it's kind of like the custom work. It's something that you should look into. Because again, if you are, let's just say you have an Etsy shop and you sell your flipped pieces on there. People are coming to Etsy for one of a kind custom pieces, you know, pieces that have been made over, you know, whatever it is. Um, and they are willing to pay the extra price for it and the shipping for it. So your, your dream customer's there and you can command a higher price than you can like on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. So definitely look into shipping. And that kind of goes along in along with, okay, are you just gonna sell locally? Are you gonna ship? Are you gonna have an Etsy page? Are you just gonna do Facebook Marketplace? Are you gonna do booths? Are you gonna do, like there's all these different places that you can sell. It just kind of depends on what your goals are and where you want your business to like go. Um and again you can start smaller and just do locally but definitely look into shipping um your pieces because it can really boost your profit, your income and your sales. Um in just a, in just a different way because that that audience is coming to Etsy um for that. And I could get into other things too like if you have a strong online presence, you can just sell from your, you know, your pages um and but that's a whole nother story um, on a different day. Um, But um, definitely something to look into. And then last, don't forget about marketing. It's essential for any business. Again, your biggest stores, your favorite places and brands, down to your smallest, every business um, has Marketing as part of their business um, strategy. Um, furniture flipping is no exception. So um, you can run ads to your social media pages. You can um, offer promotions and discounts and, um, you know, come up with ways to attract new customers. But, um, you know, a- ask for referrals, ask for testimonials, ask for, um, you know, recommendations. Um, you know, from satisfied, satisfied customers, you know, send me photos of the piece in your living room or whatever. And you can use that to market your business. Marketing should be on your mind at all times. And it's not just, you know, it marketing can be done in so many different ways. It's not just ads. It's not just ads about your furniture flipping business. It's, you know, all those other things, the testimonials, the referrals, the recommendations, the, um, the, uh, Oh, what is the word I'm thinking of? Social proof. Like when somebody, you know, somebody posts their, the piece that you did in their living room and they tag you, um, all of that can be part of your marketing strategy. Um, and it's definitely something I didn't know about when I started at all, (laughs) but it's something that it's really kind of fun to kind of come up with new ways to market and then, you know, learning about your audience and kind of, it's, it's really a fun part of the business that, um that you, if if done right, can really just work in your favor. So there are just a couple of business tips for furniture flippers that I hope um, are helpful. If you have any questions, reach out to me on Instagram at mycreativedays. You can always email me, lindsay at mycreativedays.com. I love to hear from you. If you have any questions, um, let me know. I'd love to answer them here on the podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts to do when I'm just kind of doing a Q&A and answering questions that come in. So definitely send those in. And if you want any fo- more information about the Furniture Flipping Academy, I will leave a link for that uh, inside the show notes. And I will also, I have a post about different starter kits. I was talking about um, the materials and the, the quality tools and stuff that you should have. And I put together this post that, basically depending on what stage you're at you can start flipping furniture for under 50 bucks and so I kind of put together some different um starter kits that uh you can check out and just see what you really need you don't need all the fluff that you see other other flippers that have been doing this for years and years and years you don't need all that to start um minimal tools minimal supplies is all you need and then as you build then your tools you know and different supplies and stuff can be added but don't let anybody tell you you need all the bells and whistles from the start because I'm telling you a paintbrush, a sand, some sandpaper and, um, some good paint is, is really can, can get you, can get you far. So, um, make sure to check out the show notes for those, but until next time, I hope you have a great day and I will talk to you all really soon. Hello friends. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm grateful that you tune in every week and that you share the show with your family and friends. I love having creative chit chats with you. And my hope is that this podcast will inspire you to try a new project, start a DIY that you've been putting off and decorate your home exactly how you want it. There are a few ways you can help us with the podcast. Follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you could take a few minutes to leave the podcast a review, that would help us so, so much. Again, thank you for being here. And I look forward to our chat next week. Bye-bye.